man. Please be silly. Today we are here at the second Sunday of Easter. And normally this Sunday is called the, you know, Low Sunday. And also Thomas Sunday due to the gospel normally read at this Sunday, the second Sunday, eight days after Jesus' resurrection. So we are here reflecting on Thomas. Dealing with doubt is a fundamental fact of human existence. And also Christians are not exempt from that. And so for the apostles, the classic doubter is Thomas, as we see in today's gospel reading. He was the one who was skeptical when the other disciples told him that the risen Christ had appeared to them. He was the one who looked them in the eye and said bluntly, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Uh-huh. But maybe that is not the old story. These words form a negative image in our culture. Nearly everyone is hard on Thomas. As a result, many of us have grown up thinking that it is not good to be a doubter. We reason. Thomas most surely have been one of the least of the apostles because of his doubting, because of his hesitancy to believe. When the risen Christ again returned and Thomas was there, remember, Christ did not criticize him or belittle him for his doubt. Rather, he affirmed Thomas in his doubting and helped him move beyond it to faith. He understood Thomas' initial doubt. Perhaps Christ was saying to Thomas, doubting is nothing to be ashamed of. Doubting is okay. Doubting is a part of life. This is true for us. Having doubts about our faith or about anything is nothing in itself to be ashamed of or to be escaped or hidden from. Thomas is one who can give us courage to face our doubts. Despite what we may hear elsewhere, we don't need always to be sure about everything. God does not require us to be doubt-free. Instead, God is calling us to be people who will stop to listen, to question, to learn, and to grow. 
God is calling us to be people who know our need continually to acknowledge and discover what it is that we don't know. That means that God is calling us to face our doubt honestly and openly. We need to have courage and good sense enough to understand and deal with our uncertainties and doubts. I do not mean by this the kind of cynical disbelief in everyone and everything that some people seems to have. But I do mean the inner directed kind of doubt that make us aware of our own limitations and keep us on the path of discovering the journey of faith in Jesus. Thomas had the courage to doubt and not try to hide it or be ashamed of it. He tested the truth of what he had been told. He did not let his doubting stop him. He used it to discover the true meaning of the risen Christ in his life. He did this so he would not have to believe what he did not know, so he could believe in his own unique way of believing. In a similar way, we can make positive use of our doubts. In no way should we simply ignore our doubts or sweep them under the carpet. We should examine them and let that examination help lead us to a deeper and stronger and more lasting faith. Times of doubt do come and will come for all of us as they came for Thomas. The good news is that doubting can become positive and helpful as growth can come through pain, so faith can come through doubt. Like Thomas, we are called to move through times of doubt to moments of decision. And if we have been honest in our doubts, our decision of faith that come after will be more honest and firmer and more certain the more committed we will be as we move along our journey of faith. Faith is never based on a totally blind decision, but it is something reached by a process that move beyond emotional connection. It is reached by reason and a search that often includes doubt. My prayer is that each of us may have the courage to face our doubts 
so that we may at last come to the decision of our fate like the decision reached by Thomas. My Lord and my God. And that we each may reach a new decision that Christ is indeed the risen Lord, the Son of God. And that is what we celebrated last week. And to know that Christ is alive, and to know that he went to that cross for our salvation, is inviting us now to walk with him, walk with him with our doubts, and he is there to help us understand. And once we understand, our faith will become stronger and stronger. And that is what he wants from us, our faith. And our faith will lead us, will lead us to walk close by, closer close to Jesus Christ. So my brothers and sisters, as we continue our journey, as we continue doing these 50 days of Easter, let us bring all our doubts so that that day of Pentecost, when it comes, we can embrace that Holy Spirit and give us that spirit in order so that we can be that faithful Christian that God is calling us to be. And that through believing, you may have life in his name. And that this truth may be actively affirmed in our lives, renewing and transforming us into the Easter people God intended us to be. Alleluia, alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.